Welcome TTB community. I am Bob Demena, and here with me, as always, is the incredibly scintillating Elliot Chibley. I I want to say we've used that one. Ooh, you calling me out? I'm calling you out. Well, uh, right. judges. Nope, nope, no we judges. didn't. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess we do. We did have that spreadsheet. We might have to refer to that. I might have to. So, what what is scintillating though? Remind me. Uh, Refresh my memory. Well, brilliantly and excitedly clever or skillful. Okay. I was going for witty, um, you know, and and I, and I think it's applicable to you. Okay, I appreciate that. You're so welcome. today's episode is with Julia. She is of GeoBreeze Travel, and you are going to learn a ton about awards, about traveling with points, and all of that good stuff. So we cover the different groups of earning rewards, we cover good redemptions, we cover status matching, and we cover the important apps and websites to track all your points and find out the good ones. Uh, so get your notepad and pencil up because you're going to learn how to save a ton of money and probably even travel for free on maybe your next trip if you do it right. Yeah, incredible stuff. So travel tip of the week, if you're going to a destination that's international or even in the United States, download that city or area offline on Google and then you can always have it without having to use Wi-Fi or internet. Yep, and uh, before we get into it, check out some of the cool things that we offer. The Traveler's Blueprint offers a travel journal and planner that is available for $7.99 on our website. It is a PDF, so you can fill it out online or in paper, and it is completely reusable. We also offer a Become Your Own Travel Agent five-part video tutorial. Part one is navigation, two is booking airfare, three blogs, research, and reviews, four itinerary building, and five safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. You can find that on our website, and it is $25. We also offer travel consulting. So for more information on that, go to our website and feel free to send us a DM on social media or an email. Lastly, you can join us. And if you want to, you can you can be a part of our Travel Around Table series. That's where we sit down with a group of, of travelers, send us your email with your name, your website, and a few travel-related topics that you enjoy discussing, and we will get back to you. <laughs> Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Julia, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about points, but as we actually discussed offline, it's not going to be the basics. So if you're listening to this and you're not even really sure where to begin, this may not be the conversation for you to start out with. I think today we're going to take a deeper dive into uh, how to use your points, other ways to accrue them other than just purchasing credit cards and getting those reward, uh, those initial reward bonuses. So um, I guess before we do though, Julia, if you can just give us in your own words sort of what it is you do, your platform, things like that to kind of get us going. Sure. So I am the host of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, where we interview somebody on every episode about a cool trip that they've gotten to take for almost no cost by using points and miles. And if you are looking to recreate some kind of trip that they've done to Japan or the Maldives, Bora Bora, Italy, France, Latin America, Hawaii, all sorts of logistics trips, tune into the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast because we break down exactly what their steps were to do that with points and miles. And then outside of that, I also have an Instagram where I post many, many posts each week about hot deals in the points and miles world, as well as general concepts and strategies for people who are both trying to get in the game as well as level up and get some of those next level stories and tips that you don't find in a lot of the bigger blogs. All right. I'm curious, how did you get into the awards travel world? So I was reading a lot of personal fans blogs back in the day, and some of the people were talking about how they got to travel for free, and I had the same reaction that most people do, which is, this is a scam, <laughs> and there's no way that works. But eventually, I tried out a few cards, it worked, we were able to free travel, and so just kept diving deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole. And eventually I realized the way to get a lot of points and miles is with a business credit card. And I thought you had to have a real business at the time. I didn't realize you could just have an Etsy store or something. 
So I formed a legit travel agency. It was, it was a thing. And I hated travel agenting and just booking stuff for people and tracking it for people. So when the pandemic hit, I used that as an excuse to kind of close down the travel agency, which was also called GeoBreeze. And then I just pivoted it to talk to people about how they can just get all of that for free using points and miles. And it's grown a lot in the past year since the pandemic. And it's all very exciting. And I really enjoy getting to do all of that I do with GeoBreeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think some of that credit probably has to go to your Instagram page, correct? <clears throat> how quickly it grew. It's it catches your eye. It, it, it's a mixture of the surprising information you're giving. You know, uh, you tend to be shocked by the deal that you are sharing, but then you also have a great way of putting the video together. The, the way it's, it's, you know, you're pointing to bubbles and I, I've seen that before on TikTok. I, I, I'm not a TikTok guy or anything, but I, I like the, the way you put them together. It definitely catches the eye. And it was the reason I stopped in your page and I've been following your page for a little bit and then finally decided to reach out to you to speak with you directly. So I, I, I think maybe a good area to get started, an easy area are the more popular tips that you've shared that you really are noticed people not only, um, uh, identified with or, or, or um, I guess the, the ones that people really took to and asked for more information on, which ones are those? So as with most things on the internet, people really like instant gratification. So the posts that will really pop and get shared a lot are the ones that it's really easy to see the, the rewards or, or to reap what you sow very quickly. So it's not available anymore, but there used to be a Hilton honors survey where you could just Google guest opinion rewards, take some consumer surveys, and then they would give you 10,000 Hilton points, which is enough for a free night at some Hilton. So, and the the 10,000 points would post very quickly. So that one, everybody was sharing all over the internet of, you don't even need to open a card. You just need to take the survey. And so that one did very well. Booking your Uber the night before to go to an airport can lock in the rate that they would charge at 3 a.m. And so rather than trying to book your flight, or sorry, book your Uber at 9 a.m. when it's rush hour to get to the airport, if you just book it the night before at 10 p.m. before you go to bed, you're going to get a much cheaper rate. So that tip did so, very well. So I actually did that myself. When when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I had the, the idea to book an Uber as soon as they announced the day of the parade so I booked the Uber, and it was like several days before um, for the parade. And then that day of the parade, we got it. I think it was like $30 to go from South Jersey into Philly. And it was awesome. And it, it was so cheap. I, I had that idea, I think, by pre-booking for um, early early flights. So I would fly a lot at like 5 a.m. And sometimes it would be hard to get the Uber that morning. But if you booked the night before, it would link with the driver, and they would confirm it. And then you would be able to get that Uber really early in the morning when not a lot of cars are on the road. Did you have any friends try to get an Uber the day of the parade? I did. Yeah, I think I did. But I ended up... Charged? I don't remember. No, I had three friends jump in my Uber, though. Oh, And, wow. and they, they gave me some money. Yeah, But it wasn't <laughs> a lot. It was, it was only like 30-something dollars to well, go across the Well, you should have told them that it cost you like 150 Yeah, yeah. Julie, do we still have you? Yep, I'm still here. Okay. Your video is frozen, so we'll just yeah, we'll just keep going. Sounds good. All right, and so what are, what are some other ones? So a lot of my tips that do very well have nothing to do with applying for credit cards. Um, you can always reach out to your credit card company and ask for a retention offer whenever your annual fee is going to be due, and they might just waive the annual fee or give you some kind of credit. Where I have an American Express Platinum card, it's a $550 fee, and now it's up to $695. First time I asked, hey, I'm not sure if I want to keep this card. Is there anything you can do to kind of sweeten the deal and get me to keep it? They offered me, I think, a $250 credit just to keep the card. So most people don't know that you can always request for retention offers. And um, that a lot of times, the first year, they'll give it to you. They might not give it to you two years in a row. But first time tends to be a charm with that one. I also have a tip that does really well. It's a list of phone numbers to 
very quickly reach an actual customer service agent so you're not on hold with airlines because Ooh. I know that we are all having our itineraries changed back and forth every day with the pandemic. So just having the list of phone numbers on hand is really good. So that's a post of mine that did very well as well. A lot of people saved that post. Yeah. yeah the, can we go back really quickly? The The fee, and sometimes, as you mentioned, these fees are $500, $600. I think something that a lot of people, once they see that, they're deterred from that card. Can you explain in, in layman's terms how the this extremely expensive fee annually is worth it? You have to be able to justify it based off of the benefits you're getting from the card. So some of us now refer to the American Express Platinum as a luxury coupon book because it's like a coupon book where you have to try very hard to get all of the different bonus offers to pay for the card. So for example, you have a $200 incidental credit on the card for different airlines. You have a $200 credit to find hotels and resorts, 200 credits of Uber or Uber Eats throughout the year. So that's already 600 of your 700. You'll have different Amex offers that pop up throughout the year. You have a very useless $300 Equinox credit that you can use for this card and lounge access, which is why I like to have the Amex Platinum. So if you're regularly going to be flying on an airline where you need incidental credits like food, beverage, baggage anyway, or you want to stay at a nice hotel with fine hotels and resorts, or you're doing a lot of Uber or Uber Eats anyway, the card will pay for itself. If you are having to go out of your way to do any of these things just to get the card to pay for itself, then maybe those premium cards aren't worth it for you. And there's a lot of really good $95 cards or free cards that would be more in line with your points and miles strategy. For example, most of the hotel cards are going to have a co-branded card that's in the $100 range and they all come with a free night at the hotel. So for example, the World of Hyatt card, $95 comes with a free night at a Hyatt. As long as you're going to stay at one Hyatt hotel that year anyway, and that hotel is going to cost at least $95, which pretty much all hotel nights do, then that card pays for itself really easily. And it's not as complicated to get it to pay for itself compared to the Amex Platinum. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that, that, that explains it. And that's pretty much what I, what I thought, but, um, all right. So I want to move on to now that we, we went through some of your more popular tips, the tips that seem obvious, but most people either overlook or just don't know. Learn the gift card game. So for example, the Chase Freedom Flex at um, this quarter, Q4 2021, earns five points per dollar on either PayPal or Walmart. You can also get five points per dollar for the first year on grocery stores. So let's say that you wanted to go shopping at Target and you, this is the only card you have. You should not go straight to Target with this card because you'll only earn one point per dollar. Instead, you can go to your grocery store, buy a whole bunch of Target gift cards, earn five points per dollar, and then take those gift cards and go shopping at Target. So just by adding that extra step in there, you have quintupled the amount of points that you earned on that Target spend. Wow. Same if you are doing a home remodel, don't just go straight to Home Depot. Buy Home Depot gift cards at your grocery store or pay for Home Depot with PayPal online and then hook up your Chase Freedom Flex in the background when you pay for your Home Depot stuff so that you're owning so that you're earning five points per dollar that way. Because so many people will just say, oh, I want to take the most efficient route and then just take my credit card, go to the store, earn one point per dollar. But you're missing out on so many points if you do that. So that's kind of one that I think a lot of people should learn a bit more is learning the gift card games and just adding maybe one or two intermediate steps in there so that you can get a lot more points without spending any more money. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. I, I think one of your, one of the interesting things in your, I guess, GeoBreeze travel and points is you talk a lot about getting good redemptions because Points are not equal across all redemptions. Is that correct? Absolutely. Some people think, oh, a point is a point. So if Hilton is giving out 130,000 point sign-up bonus, that's a really good deal. But a Hilton point is only worth maybe half a cent per point, whereas the flexible ones like Chase and American Express probably are worth more like two cents per point. So it can be a very big difference what kind of points you're earning versus how much value you can get out of those points. 
One of my favorite ways to find really good redemptions is just with a simple Google phrase called sweet spots, S-W-E-E-T. And you can do this for any type of loyalty program. You can Google Chase Sweet Spots, American Express Sweet Spots, Hyatt Sweet Spots, Marriott, any program that you want. And you will get a ton of articles about best ways to use those points because that's just kind of the lingo that we use in the industry. And I feel like a lot of lay people who are not very far into the game yet don't know about that search phrase, but that will get you all sorts of awesome articles on Google. Yeah, I did not know that phrase. No, well, I'm not really familiar with any, any phrases. I didn't realize that there was this phrase game that you could play with Google that brings you immediately to these deals. Is there a resource where you can just skim through the phrases and then look for ones that are applicable to you and then plug those into Google? Amazingly, I haven't found one. And that's why my Instagram has really turned into how to use Google for points and miles because people will ask me questions uh, on my ask me anything in my stories. And then I just end up showing a screenshot of the first things that come up on Google where I say, hey, if you wanted to know best uses of aeroplan miles, you should Google best uses of aeroplan miles. And then you'll get a lot of really good articles. So just teaching people how to use Google, I think has really grown my Instagram surprisingly and everybody thinks that there's some secret website that has all of the information for points and miles but that's not how it works there are many different websites specializing in many different things and I follow most of them but there are secret key phrases and if you just know how to use Google and how to use those search terms correctly then it'll route you to the best articles so being able to look up those different sweet spots or um, looking up status matching and understanding how status matching works because that's another underutilized trick that people don't know about. If you get status with one hotel, you can probably get status with a lot of different hotels. Same with airlines, where if you have status with one, you can match it with all the other ones. So for example, Back in the day, you could match almost any hotel program to Wyndham. They don't do this anymore. But once you had Wyndham Diamond, you could match that to Caesars Diamond in Las Vegas. And once you have Caesars Diamond, you get four free nights in the Bahamas at the Atlantis Resort. You get $100 food and beverage credit at any Caesars restaurant, two free tickets to Las Vegas shows every month that you're in Las Vegas or Atlantic City. They didn't have a lot of shows going on this year because it was the pandemic, but you would get all of that with Caesars Diamond. Then you could match that to MGM Gold, and then you could match that to Hard Rock Rock Royalty, which is supposed to get you two free nights at the Hard Rock Hotel in Atlantic City. And you could match that to Hyatt Explorist, <laughs> which gets you a lot of Hyatt perks, or you could go backwards. If you had Hyatt, Hyatt Explorist, you could match that to MGM Gold, go to Caesars Diamond, go to Wyndham Diamond, and so just by getting status with one hotel, you could get status with five hotel chains. And those are the kinds of things that people do not know to look for. No, I had no idea there was even a possibility. No, it, it, well, this seems, it, it, is it as tedious as it sounds to do this, to, to put in the time to do this and actually go through the process of seeing where your status uh, connects with and then going through what those perks are associated with that status? Because that seems to be, Saying that is, is amazing, but some people just probably won't think that they're either not, they're, they're not capable of doing it, they don't have the time to do it, whatever it may be. So as far as matching your status, some pieces can be done online and some, pe some pieces have to be done physically in Las Vegas. So you can match Wyndham to Caesars online, but then once you're at that step, you have to physically go to the Caesars desk and then walk over to the MGM desk and show them your membership card and then they'll upgrade your status there. So a lot of this works better if you are physically located near Las Vegas or Atlantic City. Um, not all of it can be done online because the casinos are very, very wary of fraud and mm -hmm. people trying to impersonate each other. And as far as figuring it out on your own, I don't think anybody just magically stumbles across this unless they're really, really into gambling and knowing all of the loyalty programs in Las Vegas. It's one of those things where you just have to know what to search for on Google. And then once you search for status match merry-go-round, you get a ton of articles detailing exact steps of 
then walk to this counter, say these words, hand them this, go to this counter. And people type out these directions. The directions are just hard to find if you don't know what to search for. Yeah. I don't know if you're already doing this or if you thought about it, but have you thought about just like being a points consultant where people come to you with their points and loyalty programs and say, here, like, find me the best deal? I do. So I do points coaching where it's a lot more on the earning side where people say, I want to go to Japan. I have no idea how, what's the best route to take. And then how many points do I need? How do I get those points? So I, I like to tell people to approach it going backwards where you pick a goal and then I'll tell you how to get there. And then in the midst of it, I'll also tell you, oh, there's some other cool routes and tricks that you might want to consider as well. Because if somebody is just starting out and then they're approaching it as, what are all of the good redemptions I could possibly do? And then I need to learn about 30 different cards and then pick the best combo. That's really hard and really overwhelming for somebody just starting out. So if your first redemption is just, something small where you say, I need to fly a family of four from New York to Florida for free vacation. That's fine. That You'll save a couple thousand dollars doing that. And it's okay if your first redemption is not a $20,000 first class Emirates flight to Dubai. Very few people do that. I haven't done that. I've only taken one or two business class flights at this point. So I think a lot of people see the Instagram and the blogs and all of these cool first class redemptions. And they're like, oh, if I'm not doing that, then I'm just really bad at this. But there is so much more to the world of points and miles than just first class. You can get a family of four back and forth across the United States multiple times for free with things like Southwest Companion Pass. You can get free hotel nights in Las Vegas without any credit cards at all. There's an app called the My Vegas app. It's actually running on my phone right now. Um, I turn it on just to keep myself focused so I don't play with my phone every day while I'm in meetings. And as it just turns through automatically, I earn points that I can redeem for free hotel nights in Las Vegas. So we're going to stay at the Aria for free in November. Wait, so how, does that, my Vegas app. how does that work? What is the, what is the point of it being up? Um, so it looks like this, I don't know if we're posting video, yeah. but yeah. it's just on auto spin. And so it just is turning through these little free casino games, they hope that you will buy extra um, casino games, but I never actually buy any. I just set it on the free mode and then it yeah. kind of turns through. There's a button that actually says auto spinning. So it's just spinning for me without it, me doing anything. And I really just do this so that I don't get distracted by my phone when I'm on meetings. But every day that I do this, I get a thousand points, which is enough for a free coffee. And I did this for pretty much a whole year and with yeah close to 200,000 points you can get a free night at the Aria you can get a free night starting at 15,000 points for at the Excalibur hotel in Las Vegas so if you just run this app for two weeks free night in Las Vegas wow <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible no credit cards required yeah yeah so uh with with a lot of these point reward systems, do you have to sign up for all? I, I would imagine you have to sign up for all the reward systems. Are there any, do you get a lot of, I guess, spam emails or is that just part of it? I sign up for them as I find use for them. Actually, I didn't just go through at the beginning and sign up for all of them. If I'm going to fly an airline, then right before I book the ticket, I'm going to sign up for their loyalty program. I do get a lot of emails but this is another trick if you're going to do the game of trying to get a whole bunch of free stuff, have a separate email for it. I learned this when I was engaged in going to a lot of bridal shows and I wanted a whole bunch of free bride giveaways. I just made up a different email for that. And so then all the spam would go there. Um, but it does really help to have loyalty and to have loyalty and these different membership IDs with lots of different programs. Because for example, with Hyatt, they have something called the Hyatt Brand Explorer, which I just call Hyatt Bingo, because once you have a Hyatt ID and you say it five different Hyatt brands, you don't even need the credit card. They'll give you a free Hyatt night in one of the category one through four hotels. So you just have to stay at five different brands, Hyatt House, Hyatt Place, Park Hyatt, Grand Hyatt, Hyatt Ziva, Zalara. I've stayed at 10 different brands, so I've gotten two free nights that way. And then I'm on my way to a third because there are at least 15 different Hyatt brands 
I did not know that. I, I knew there was a few of them. I didn't know there were that many different ones. That's insane. Yeah. If you hit them all, you get three free nights. <laughs> That's this is cool. fascinating. So I have, I have, well, I guess my first question, I have, I have so many questions. Um, now, if you're, if you're at a point where you're trying to start out and not start out with accumulating points, but starting out with finding these tips and tricks that you have, and I don't even know if that's the right word for it, uh, insights, I kind of like better. Like, what is the starting point? Because even just talking to you now for, you know, the half an hour we've been on, there's so many routes you can go. And it seems to be overwhelming just hearing all of this and all these different things. And I'm sure, you know, you've been doing it for a while and it takes time to to accrue this knowledge. But I always like to find where you take your first step. And so what would you recommend to that person? I would recommend pick a trip that you want to take on points and miles and get very focused on how to do that trip on points and miles. Don't get what I refer to as shiny card syndrome, where you say, oh, well, I think I want a Chase card and then an Amex card and a Hilton card. And then, oh, I heard the JetBlue was pretty good. Oh, I want a Capital One. Because then you're going to end up with 20 different types of points that don't pool together. So you can't really redeem any of them for cool prizes. And it takes a lot of effort to spread yourself that thin. So instead, focus on a goal. And if you don't know what, where you want to travel or what's a cool trip you would want to do, check out the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. We have lots of episodes, more than 50 episodes at this point. So pick one of those trips and say, okay, I think I'd like to recreate that trip that somebody did. And then work backwards from there where you say, okay, I'm at a different home airport. So maybe the route's going to be a little bit different or maybe it'll cost a little bit more or a little bit less in points. Figure out how much it's going to price at um, just by going to united.com, aeroplan.com, any of the southwest.com, any of the airlines, you can just check box, pay mm -hmm. with points or pay with miles, and it'll tell you the points price. And then once you figure out how many points it's going to take, don't get overwhelmed because you'll get a lot of those points just by doing sign-up bonuses with different cards. Mm -hmm. And also very important for people listening, never, ever, ever apply for a card through Google. Always use somebody's referral bonus if you are married or have a travel partner refer each other to cards so that you get those referral bonuses. So yeah, you never want to just apply straight through a bank or else they get to keep that money and they don't have to pay out commissions to anybody. And it's just kind of like figuratively lighting money in the universe on fire. So never apply through those mailers that they send you in the mail. Don't apply through Google. Always use a friend's referral link or a creator's affiliate link. Good to know. That's, okay. Yeah. That's my pen talk. When, <laughs> with rewards points, do they change? I guess, how often do they change? Like the, with some of the podcasts that you've done, will, will, how long will those be applicable? That's a really good question. So a lot of the concepts we try to cover in the podcast are more evergreen concepts about, okay, so here's how I earned a lot of points, whether it's through a business or like re redeeming points um, or taking somebody else's spend, putting it on your card and they Venmo you back. We try to stick with a lot of evergreen content and we do talk about different routes that may or may not still be around. So if they're not, it at least gives you a starting point for where to Google and how to figure out what the different routes that may be available now are. Okay. And sometimes the sign bonuses are even higher than they were before. If somebody was booking a trip and they got it on a 60,000 sign-up bonus for the Chase Sapphire Preferred, that sign-up bonus went up to 100. They went up to 80, then 100, and now it's back down to 60. So the sign-up bonuses change a lot. And the best way to just track what's going on with those is to follow points and miles vloggers or follow different people on Instagram like me or a lot of people who have been featured on the GeoBreeze Travel podcast because they are posting updates all the time about what's the latest credit card offers. Awesome. And I guess just to summarize, say I want to go to Copenhagen. I Right now, the first thing I would do is probably go to your podcast list and see if you had somebody on that went to Copenhagen. Um, but say you didn't. I would then go to – I would search the airline that I would be taking, the, the cheapest airline. Or well, I guess it doesn't even need to be the cheapest airline. I'll just, I'll just look at the destinations or look at the airlines from my local airport – and then try to decide which one is best based on the points. Um, then I'll look at the hotel I might want to stay at within Copenhagen and then work backwards to try to find how to accumulate points for that hotel. 
that is that's really the gist of it. Yes, and I also want to tell people another thing that people forget about is positioning flights or just getting close enough to Copenhagen because maybe there's no good route to Copenhagen, but there's a really good route to Frankfurt or Cologne, Germany or somewhere else in Germany where you would just have to take a short train to get to Denmark from there. You can do that. If it's going to save you a day or a really inconvenient route or something else like that. So those positioning flights, sometimes people just come up with really impossible itineraries like, hey, I need a nonstop first class route from Tulsa, Oklahoma to this rural part of China. And I'm like, that's, that doesn't exist. You guys, like, you're going to have to position yourself to Los Angeles and then go to a major city in China and then do a regional flight, just like with everything else. But you can at least get that really big piece over an ocean with points and miles or business class flights. And with the Tulsa to Los Angeles in this example, you could use Southwest or some other domestic airline to get positioning there. So just having that flexibility around locations and where you're willing to go into, because maybe it's not Los Angeles, maybe you go Tulsa to San Francisco over to Asia. Having that flexibility around locations, what airports are flying out of, dates, that will make it a lot easier to get these good redemptions on points and miles. Okay. Support for the Traveler's Blueprint is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Enjoy 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com. Do not travel to the Netherlands or anywhere for that matter with untamed nether regions. Elliot and I do not, and we bring this with us on our trips. On the Traveler's Blueprint, we promote concise travel planning, and part of that planning is making sure you pack appropriately. The Lawnmower 4.0 is lightweight, has a travel lock, a light for close shaving, and a battery length that will last long into your trips. You got it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com. Your, Your balls, balls will, will thank, thank you. you. <laughs> okay, interesting. So in addition to the Las Vegas app, um, what other apps, websites, things do you use to either track points, see offers, or track your loyalty? So I track a lot through Award Wallet. It's kind of a dashboard that aggregates all of your points and miles so you don't have to log into Marriott and then Amex and then Chase. It's just all right there. I like the card pointers app. It's one of my favorite apps um, because it just answers the question, which card should I use for this? Because some cards will give you five bonus points. Some cards will give you three or two or one. And, so, and like we said, points aren't all worth the same. So card pointers does all of that math for you. And if you say, here are the cards I have in my wallet. I need to buy groceries. Which card should I use? That's what card pointers will tell you. Cool. That's awesome. So those help to keep me organized. And as far as earning more points, Shopping portals are great. So if people haven't already started using Rakuten, highly recommend that what one. And just installing Rakuten. It used to be Ebates. It's a shopping portal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you just inst install it in your Chrome browser. And whenever you're shopping on a store that's partnered with Rakuten, it'll just give you a pop-up that says, would you like to earn an extra 3% back? Yes, I would love to. And so... Then you get those points with Rakuten and you can either get a check every quarter where they just mail you a check for all your cash back. But if you have an American Express membership rewards card like the Amex Gold or the Amex Platinum, you can actually opt to earn points instead of cash back and they are worth a lot more than one cent per point that way. So I would recommend that. There is an app called Fetch and you just take pictures of receipts and then you earn like a few cents here or there. You get a couple dollars just for signing up. There's one called Flues. They've been sponsoring the podcast and they're fantastic. You can earn up to 35% back with wow. Chipotle or Grubhub, Domino's, Papa John's. A lot of like the fast food restaurants are on there and you can get up to 35% back with Flues. There's an app called Dosh where you can just link up your credit card and whenever you swipe your credit card with a store that's partnered with Dosh, they give you cash back automatically. There's all the shopping portals that are partnered with airlines. There's so many apps. And if this sounds like a lot where you're like, oh my God, that's a lot. Um, 
I keep all of them in a list on geobreezetravel.com slash tools. Please actually go there and click on all of my links to sign up for all of these apps. They're all free and I get a little bit of a kickback whenever somebody uses my links to sign up for all of my favorite cashback apps. And then on my Instagram too, I sometimes share different strategies for how to stack them so that you can get points with four places at once. So for example, a lot of people ask how they can earn points on excursions because they're like, okay, I have my flights covered. I got my hotels covered. What do I do on like tours and stuff? Well, you can look up a tour on Groupon and then it'll already be discounted. Figure out exactly how much it costs on Groupon and then go to the Flues app and then buy a Groupon gift card for that exact amount because Flues is also great in that it lets you buy gift cards in the exact amount you need. You don't have to just buy $25 increments or something. You buy a Groupon gift card for the exact amount you need through Flues. You go to Rakuten.com, click to Groupon from there and then spend your gift card that you bought from Flues. So then you get the Groupon discount and the Flues points and the Rakuten points and the credit card points. So those are some of the strategies that I share on Instagram and I break it down into like step-by-step step where I'm like, click here, yeah, enter this. Well, that's what, that's what caught my eye. Serious question, do you pay for anything anymore ever or do you, <laughs> do you yeah, just right. have... <laughs> It's hard actually because um, I want to spend more just so that I'm like earning points. And I'm like, well, I don't have to pay for flights really or hotels or clothes. We do pay for groceries. That's one of our ways that we earn points. Mm -hmm. We pay for rent. We pay a lot for rent, but there's a new credit card called Built and they let you earn points on rent and there's no fee for that one at all. Um, anywhere that you live in the United States, even if your landlord doesn't accept credit cards, you just pay through the Built app and then tell them your address and they will mail a check to your Whoa. landlord. Is it? Can you do yes. mortgage as well? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you cannot do mortgage. They only do rent for now. Um, I'm trying to think what else I pay for. Sometimes we will pay for domestic flights if it's just not a good deal because a lot of the points and miles awards work better internationally. Some of them work really well um, in the United States, but sometimes we pay for those domestic flights. What else do we actually pay for? Taxes. That You can put your taxes on a credit card and get through a lot of minimum spends that way as well. Wow. That's pretty yeah, wild. Down to a science. I am just so impressed and so fascinated by this. Uh, what is the Kiwi extension? So Kiwi is one of those extensions where um, it'll tell you what's the best card to use when you're shopping online. And so I spoke with them really briefly about their product and how it works right now. So it's very similar to like Honey or Rakuten. It doesn't give cash back right now, but it just tells you what's the best card to use to earn those points where it does the okay. math for you in the background. Okay. All right. So another question I have, and this is, I think, maybe a, a, a misconception around this entire industry, is that the more cards you get, the worse your credit score will be and you know you'll run into issues down the road yeah, can you break that, that down for us yeah so my credit score hovers around 800 and it's really good because of a concept called credit utilization which is the second most important piece of your credit score the first most important piece is credit payment history which if you're getting these credit cards and playing this game anyway, you should always set all of your credit card payments to be paid off in full automatically so that you're not paying any interest on any of your cards because these cards have really, really high interest and it'll negate all of your points and the value that you get out of your points if you have to pay interest. So just make sure that you're in a position where you can pay off all your bills in full every month. So that's rule number one. And then if you do that, your, your credit payment history is great. Utilization is... How much of your credit did you use divided by how much credit in total do you have available across all of your different credit cards? If you're getting a whole bunch of credit cards and your spending is staying the same each month, that denominator is going to get really big where you have a lot of credit available, but you're not using very much of it. So your credit utilization percentage is really low, which is really good for your credit score. And I think that's probably the biggest misconception where people are like, Oh, but like, don't they get mad if you have too much unused credit? No, because banks are weird. And there's always that weird circular logic of, hey, I need more credit. Oh, well, we can't give you more credit because you already used all of yours up. 
yeah, that's why I need more credit. No, we can't give you any more. It's really backwards how the banks do that. But if you have a low utilization, it really works in your favor where banks will just say, oh, we see you have not been using the credit we have issued you have more, <laughs> even though you're not even using it. So it's very backwards with utilization and how the banks think about that, but hmm. it helps your credit score. Most people are worried about the credit score hit or like the hard pull on their credit, which does happen when you open new cards. And it's weird because it's bad for your credit to have new credit lines, but it's good for your credit to have more credit lines and you can't have more credit lines without having new credit lines because again, banks are weird. So in the end, if you're doing this as like a long-term lifestyle marathon type thing, your credit score will go up. You can see a, a small dip when you apply for a new card and then banks are like, oh, is she going to pay it off in time? Pay it off in time. And then they'll say, oh, she's good. And then your credit score will bounce back up. Mm -hmm. How long does that dip usually last? If you, assuming you pay it back in time. Um, I don't know because I don't watch my credit score very often. I just look at it whenever I need to apply for a new card. Um, if you pay everything off, it's it'll pop back up within like the next cycle, so a month yeah. maybe, maybe two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's kind of what I've seen. Um, again, I don't apply for many credit cards, but when I do, <laughs> I see I can see my score drop, and I know exactly why. And then within a month or two months, it's back up to pretty much where it was. Mm -hmm. Well, Elliot, I'm waiting for you to jump on this because I, I, I don't want to call you a skeptic. I, I just don't, maybe you just, you just didn't want to put in the work for this. And that's, that's really what it is for me. I, yeah. I am, uh, I guess, daunted by the, by the amount of information available and where to start. But I feel like we've done this so many times. I've, I, I don't really have an excuse not to, because it doesn't seem the method of actually picking a destination then working backwards is much more enticing to me than just saying, I'm going to go apply for all of these reward cards because I didn't really have an end goal in mind. It was just, I want to get rewards right. and not having that specific direction has always been like, all right, well, I'm just not going to do it then. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And Julia, I think we owe you something for that because that's the first time it was articulated to us in that way. Anytime we've ever talked to anybody about the points program, it's we you immediately talk about the cards and the points that they offer and and how they how you can redeem them. But your your way of breaking it down from a destination and then working backwards, really, I think that's it's it makes it so much simpler and direct. And in the process, with each destination you go to, you'll learn new new ways to do it. And so that's a really incredible way to explain it to people. I really like that a lot. Thank mm -hmm. you. I do have a question for, for, uh, I guess, renting cars there. Is there something equivalent to like the Marriott reward system for car rentals? And there's another car rental agency out there now that's basically the Airbnb for cars and that's called Toro. And do any of these have reward systems or I guess, um, ways to redeem points? The way she's smiling, points? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> So they can definitely earn points because they code as travel. So this, this would be one of those places where it's probably good to spend money to earn points rather than to redeem the points because they're not going to be as good. Okay. That being said, I try very hard to avoid ever driving. I have not operated a vehicle in the last three years. And that's why like part of the appeal of mm -hmm. Jersey City is we don't have to drive. Um, I think I went a year uh, in Colorado without driving as well, just taking public transit and doing a lot of walking or um, rideshare. So I am not the person to ask about cars or renting them. One thing that you do want to know though, is to read the terms and conditions of the different collision coverage and rental car coverage insurance on your different cards, because like the Chase Sapphire cards are going to have primary insurance coverage. So even if the rental car companies are like, oh, you need to like buy our extra buy-up insurance. You probably don't if you paid for your reservation with one of the Chase Sapphire cards. So it's it's just good to look into those terms and conditions whenever you're about to rent a car. Okay. That's good to know. And I think most, I wouldn't say, right. I, I can't generalize it, but I think a lot of insurance, car insurance 
policies cover rental cars as well? Because I know, I know through USA, <laughs> I think I have some car rental coverage. It may not cover the whole amount, but it usually I, I, does. The Chase Sapphire Preferred does as well, I believe. Um, I'm sure yeah. that's subject, subject to change, but I believe it does too. I think there's rare so. instances where you actually need to get the rental car insurance from the rental car agency. Right, right, right. But they will push it on you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Elliot, before we jump into the next round of this podcast, do you have any additional questions for Julia? I do not. All right, Julia. So you guys we want to talk about points devaluing? Oh, yes. Yeah, because yes. we talked about this yeah. right in the let's, beginning. Thank you for um, bringing that up. Yeah, let's, let's break that down right in the beginning, but before yeah. we actually jumped on, because <laughs> yeah. I, I had this question, or we were talking about someone saving and like a, just accruing points like it was a bank account, and uh, you made the excellent point that while money gains garners interest while in a bank account or an investment account uh points do not that's correct other than the built card which does earn interest on the points in your bank none of the other ones do and they get devalued so it's like inflation is hitting your points as well where if you're looking at a particular hotel and you're like oh it costs ten thousand points per night like I don't know if I want to spend it yet this year. Suddenly you look next year and then it costs 15,000 points per night. So we have a strategy in the world of points and miles called earn and burn, where it's very important to have those goals of what am I earning these points for? Earn those points, spend those points, get your cool trip and then do it all over again and have these like tight little circles where you know your goal, you know how many points you need, earn the points, spend the points, enjoy your life and keep going. Because so many people who get into this hobby are also like really frugal Mm -hmm. where they say, oh, I just like hoarding money and hoarding points. And I like seeing the, the bank grow of how many millions of points that I have sitting in there. They are not doing you any good. And it's like inflation is hitting those points. So spend those points, it's what they're there for. Enjoy, enjoy your travel, take that free flight or get that free hotel. And it's going to be a lot more fun for you than just watching your points sit there. I like that. Anything. I like that phrase, earn and burn. Yeah. 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 I met a woman flying. She was bragging to me about having 2 million or over 2 million points with American Airlines. And I just didn't get it. Um, That's because yeah, you understand. <laughs> right, right, right. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I think. What's she going to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't know why she was doing it or what the purpose was, but we ended up talking about points um as we were boarding we were actually like in the line going down the tunnel to the plane and that's where she told me and you know it's, it was a while ago so i don't even know if we had the opportunity to finish the conversation but essentially i was just sort of stunned that she had such a large bank of points i never heard of somebody having two million american airlines points just sitting there not being used but are they, they just devalued their chart so yeah. Yeah, right. yeah they just devalued their chart yeah interesting uh, and then I think one last question before we move on. You mentioned that you do not need a business to get a business card. Can you just briefly explain why that is? You don't need a like big business when people are like, oh, you have to be like real businessman with a brick and mortar store, or, like hundreds of thousands going through an e-commerce. You don't need that. You can just tutor people in math. And as long as you're like, you have proof of actual income. Um, for that, walk some dogs through Rover, be an Uber driver, deliver pizzas, any of those things are actual like side gigs. What you want to do that will improve your chances of getting approved for business cards is register it with your state that you're like, hey, I'm a tutor or a babysitter or whatever. I, I get money to do this mm -hmm. and it'll it'll improve your chances. But you can do this with an Etsy store and you don't have to have an LLC either. You can just apply as a sole proprietor and type in your social security number where they ask for an EIN and then you'll be good to go. That's how I got a lot of my first cards. Now I apply under my LLC to get business credit cards, but you can do this just as a sole proprietor. And business credit cards are great. A lot of them have no annual fee and they have much higher sign bonuses and earnings categories. One of my favorites is the Chase Inc. Business Cash because it has no annual fee, pretty good sign-up bonus. I think it's 75,000 points. 
and you can combine it into your Chase Sapphire account and then use all those points for travel. And the best part, you get five points per dollar on cable phone, internet, and office supply stores, which most people think, I don't buy that many office supplies. Why is this useful to me? Because of the gift card thing where you can just go to Staples and then just get five points per dollar Home Depot or whatever gift cards you need. And Staples sometimes will waive fees on Visa gift cards. So then you can just go into Staples, buy Visa gift cards for no fee, earn five points per dollar, and then use them on pretty much anything. So then you have basically earned five points per dollar on anything. Wow. And that's why chasing is, business cash is great. This has been such an informative conversation. So we, we on this podcast, we lean heavily on adventure stories. We really dive into those types of stories. I just feel like I sat through a webinar on, <laughs> on yeah. my points. It's, it, you're, you, this is such an informative conversation. Uh, it's a different been, world. Right, right. I, I don't yeah, think, yeah. I think people do pay attention to it, but some people are like me are just overwhelmed by the possibilities of award travel and mm -hmm. the reward system, signing up for credit cards and all this stuff. But there's definitely a system and you can definitely learn about it very easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's just good to take a focused approach because a lot of people can get overwhelmed by money. Like, how does money work? And yeah. there's so many possibilities on what you can do with money. Um, but that's not an excuse to not learn anything about money where you're just like, oh, that money. It's complicated and I just, I'm not going to play with it. No, yeah. you should you should definitely play with money and learn about it. And um, you can just kind of do it a little bit at a time. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I, I'm Very diving nice. in further for sure. I'm going, I'm doing exactly what you said with picking that destination in the, in the hotel and working backwards. So uh, we're going to jump into the next round. It is the rapid fire round. But before we do, I want to give you the, opp the opportunity to share your handles, your, your websites, anywhere you want to push people, let them know what you're doing and where they can go to learn more. Sure. So you can mostly find me on Instagram at GeoBreeze Travel. I have the podcast, GeoBreezeTravel.com slash podcast. You'll find a whole bunch of other stuff on the website as well. All those tools we mentioned are on GeoBreezeTravel.com slash tools. I have a free downloadable thing for anybody who wants it. It's, um, a hotel upgrade email template. So whenever you're traveling to a hotel, if it's a special occasion, you can write to them in advance to increase our chances of getting upgraded to a nicer room. So I have that template at georeachtravel.com slash download dash gifts. And those are the important things that you'll find on my website. Please use my links if you apply for any cards and we do master classes every month because if you are very overwhelmed by this and you're like, I don't want to spend 16 hours doing all this research on my own, just stop by. Uh, we do a monthly master class. It's like $5 and you can ask all the questions. We do a special topic every month. Um, we're recording this in October. And so the theme this month is award travel horror stories of like, how do people get their card shut down and other horrible things that have happened to people and how to avoid those things. So we that have like lots fun. of different, yes, we have lots of different recordings of these as well in the Patreon, um, patreon.com slash travel, chase strategies, hotel strategies, airline strategies, best ways to use points and miles, all the shopping portals and stacking apps. We have masterclasses on all of these. So if you want the fast track to inject all of this into your brain, definitely check those out as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So. Ready, Elliot? Do you want to go first? Ready, yeah. Ready so for rapid, these are rapid our fire rapid question. fire questions. Uh, we'll we'll say it. Just whatever comes to the top of your head. Cool. All right. And Bob and I'll go back and forth. So number one, what is the first word that comes to your mind when you hear the word travel? Airplane. What home comfort do you miss the most while traveling? Are there supposed to be one word answers or? Any Anything answer is good. Oh, okay. Yeah. What home comfort do you miss the most while traveling? Mm, let's see, I like my pillows because I have like the nice Tempur-Pedic foam pillows and it's just always kind of a wash whenever I'm in hotel. So I like my pillows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. All right. Uh, this is my personal favorite question. If you could swim in any liquid, what would it be? Hmm. What would it be? Um, probably I'd want to go to the Dead Sea. 
um, with like the really floaty, super yeah. salty liquid, because I think it'd just be cool to float that yeah. easily. I that would yeah. just be fun. So I'd love to go into the Dead Sea. I, I agree with that. What travel book had the biggest influence on your life? It's not necessarily a travel book, but I really like the Marie Kondo book of the life-changing magic of tidying up because it always it also teaches you how to pack intentionally. I grew up in a world where my mom just like take 15 suitcases to the Philippines to bring back these gifts that they could purchase for one fifth of the price in the Philippines. We'd, we would haul bags of M&Ms across the world for no good reason. And I'm like, we can just give them money. They want, our cousins want money. But we would haul last year's magazines and old flip flops, leftover soy sauce packets. I kid you not. There's like this thing called a balik buy-in box that we do not have time to talk to. But yeah, in a world of Filipino American culture, there, there's a lot of gift giving and hauling gifts back and forth. And so I just thought that's how travel was going to be uh, when I was growing up. <laughs> but then one day I realized you don't have to do that and you can just have a carry on and bring necessities and people just want to spend time with you when you're visiting them overseas <laughs> or visiting your parents. And so just the life changing magic of tidying up and that philosophy applied to travel is very life-changing as the title suggests <laughs> it sounds like a book that i would enjoy as well um all right say hello in your favorite language what is my favorite language i know how to say hello in a lot of languages um so i'm filipino so to say hello how are you is just mustaka in tagalog um my accent's actually not that good and my parents make fun of me a lot so i tend to listen to them speak at me in Filipino, and then I reply in English that I don't get made fun of. But that is my native family language. My my aunt is Filipino. My uncles lived in the Philippines for the last twenty five years, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fun place. It's still have that been. It's high on my bucket list. Those those um, whale sharks are calling to me. <laughs> yeah, there's there's what I refer to as the Travel Channel Islands, like. Boracay mm -hmm. and Palawan and all the nice places to go to. I've never actually been to those. I just go to Manila to visit my family, um, my extended family. And it's not where I would recommend tourists go. It's just <laughs> traffic jams and mosquito bites. But <laughs> the food is really good and the massages are really cheap. But fly into Manila, spend a day there, and then go to one of the more <laughs> picturesque islands. Yeah, yeah, nice. All right. If you could travel with anyone living or dead, where would you, where who would it be? I'm sorry, who would it be? I think I'd like to travel with Ramit Sadi from I Will Teach You to Be Rich because I am trying to live a more luxurious lifestyle. We're pretty financially independent, but I've been so used to just traveling frugally my whole mm -hmm. life. So I think it would be really good to travel with Ramit Sadi where he'll just be like, just enjoy the Michelin star food. And then I'd say, okay, it's okay. We'll be okay. I can enjoy the Michelin star food. As much as I do love my $3 bowls of noodles at Asian night markets, I am trying to branch out um, and like adult, I guess. I actually, it's funny you just said that. I actually subscribed to his new podcast yesterday. I believe it's a new podcast. And mm -hmm. it's all about... Um, essentially how to make you rich. That's the title of the podcast. I know that's the title of his very su successful book, but instead of just sitting there and talking to you about the numbers and saving this savings, it's deep dives with people with, it's actually conversations with people, their stories, their, their route to savings and success. And so I'm really looking forward to listening to it. Apparently it's very good. Yeah. It's, I will teach you to be rich. Um, not how to get rich, how to be rich and like live a rich lifestyle. And so he, interviews these different couples and does a psychology deep dive into what's keeping them from spending money, whether it's you grew up in like a household where money was very tight and so you just can't let go or you see yourself in a particular role like, oh, well, he has to be the provider and she doesn't have to work or something. So they dive into like a lot of gender roles, family roles. Um, if you're a children of immigrants, then like that that burden that you kind of have on yourself where you're like, oh, I have to provide for the family and like prove that like I'm the chosen one that like moved to the U.S. But it gets into a lot of deep 
psychological stuff about money. It's fascinating. I really, really enjoy cool. his podcast. Yeah. Is it new? Yes. It's only it a few new. weeks old. Okay. okay. Yeah, I saw it. I'm, I subscribed to Tim Ferriss's newsletter, and that's how it, it ended up in my inbox, and I subscribed immediately. So <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> All right. Number seven, what is one item remaining on your bucket list? One travel item remaining on my bucket list Anything. is Greece, which okay. I'm very excited to do next May. If everything goes according to plan, we have business class flights on Air Canada, on the way there, Turkish Airlines. On the way back, we are staying at, I don't know how to pronounce it, Cannabis Oya Suites. And it's like a $1,600 a night hotel that Instagram dreams are made of. And we got it all on points. It's fantastic. That sounds amazing. So, I'm very excited for this Greece trip. I really just want to travel to more places that have ancient civilization stuff. I've never been to Greece or Rome or Egypt or any of those. So that's, that's I'd the places love, I love to do that. Yeah, those are the places I love. So are you going to have a podcast on how you uh, accumulated the points for this trip? So the redemption that I did for this trip for the flights, it was only 88,000 points per person round trip in business class. I used American Express points for that, which you can get through sign-up bonuses for different American Express cards, or Rakuten. If you just shop a lot, you get a lot of Rakuten points, convert them to American Express, you get a lot of um, referrals because you can refer people to Rakuten. Or if you're like me, I get a lot of Rakuten points just through different referrals for having an Instagram. So mm -hmm. um, that is how I got my Amex points. And then for the Hyatt points, you can transfer them from Chase, you can transfer them from Built, or just earn them through Hyatt and I have um, Hyatt Globalist status, which is the highest status. Um, they had different ways to fast track it this year. So I still have that for next year and I hope that it ends up with some pretty good upgrades um, wow. at this already fantastic hotel, which is yeah. cave, which is carved into the side of like a cave. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> is that the That's one where incredible. the water comes into the, into the pool area? There is a river suite. Okay. Uh, there is a river in going through one of the rooms in there. And then some of them have like rooftop pools. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds yeah really. <laughs> All right. Number eight, Bob. Okay. If you could pick one actress to play in a movie, who would you choose? I mean, the first one who comes to mind is Gemma Chan, even though she's like half a foot taller than I am. <laughs> so trying to think of like a child actor because I'm <laughs> five foot one. <laughs> I don't really know who the child actors are these days, yeah. but any up and coming teenage actress who is of basically any ethnicity, she can be Latina, Asian, whatever, and it'll probably look enough like me. What about like a, a Mila Kunis? I think, I think. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Elliot. Number nine, if you were stuck in one city for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? I really enjoyed being in Singapore because it's so clean and their food is so good. And as long as I could afford to live a nice life in Singapore, I think I would enjoy it. Um, second choice, um, if I had to pick one in the U.S., it would probably be Las Vegas just because it could keep me entertained a lot just by getting free stuff through the My Vegas app and yeah, right. discovering all of the different... You could almost live It's like free. the travel hacking mecca. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah, the travel right. hacking mecca. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the last question, what is one piece of advice you'd give to yourself 10 years ago? Hmm. When I was 21, I would say don't worry so much about like always achieving the next thing because I, I was so goal oriented and I still am in a lot of ways where I'm like, okay, we have to like save our money and hit these goal thresholds. And I have to get through actuarial exams and get promoted this many times and have to be engaged by 25. Like none of this really like, matters in the long run. Cause now at like early thirties, my husband and I are sitting here like, so what do we want to do? Like what, okay, we're financially independent. What's our rich life? And like anybody who pays attention to their money is probably going to get there at some point and you should enjoy your life along the way because I'm an actuary. I went through these grueling exams where 
every six months you would study 600 hours to pass these exams. And I had like no life in my twenties. And so I'm making up for it now by going to Greece and doing all of these things. But I don't know. I probably would have like tried to stretch it out a little bit more Yeah. in my twenties and not sat in an apartment for the better part of six years doing nothing except for studying for exams. I mean, it helps with the financial independence thing because I just couldn't go spend money. I didn't have time to do anything. I'm like, well, we're going to sit inside and eat sandwiches and get raises for passing exams and have no friends. So that's, it's not yeah. a great life. And I would probably tell my 21 life. year old self. That's... Yeah. I would tell my 21 year old self, like you can relax a little Enjoy bit. More. I think there's a lot of pressure put on young individuals to achieve high and start their career early and then continue to achieve through their early career. And there's not enough emphasis put on the fact that you should enjoy your youth and there's a healthy balance that can be achieved. Yeah, there's definitely a healthy balance. And I was on the very far end of one scale, one side of the scale. Some people are on the very other far end where they're just like YOLO Gucci belts. Don't do that either. But there's, (laughs) There's a balance to be had. Right. Definitely. Sound advice. Sound advice. Julia, thank you for coming on. It, it was a pleasure to have you on. Incredibly informative. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun conversation. So are you convinced yet? I. This is the third time we've done it. And I, I am convinced. Part of me is just needing to actually do it. Yeah. Well, and you're not probably, you, I know, actually, I can speak, I think, definitively, that you won't until you have to go to a trip. But the day that you and your wife decide to go to Greece or go to Copenhagen or go somewhere, and you now have this in the back of your mind, how do you not at least attempt to start? And then when you start you may snowball that into actual actually doing it. And I know it's more of a time thing for you. For me, I mean, I can say without you know, with full certainty that I will try this. Uh, I can't say that I'll learn, I do as, as well as Julia the first time around, but uh, there's no there's doubt There's always a learning curve, but you yeah, have to, no in order to get better, you have to try. And we have this, this podcast that we just had with her is an incredible resource and an incredible starting point that goes over, broadly just go, goes over most of the things that she offers, but her website, absolutely going to it. What a gold mine of tool. information. Absolutely. So I'll be using that for sure in the future. Yeah. If you love the show and you want to support us, consider giving us a review on whatever platform you listen on. If you want to support us financially, buy some stuff at Manscaped. If you want to support us financially as well, you can do Patreon with as little as a dollar a month, or you can buy some of our merchandise at TeePublic and uh, Redbubble. Stay safe, stay healthy, and tune in next week.